Hey John, how's it going? What's up? It is a lovely... What is today? It's Thursday. Thursday. It's Thursday. Um, I'm hanging out. I'm chilling. Had some spaghetti earlier. Yeah. I'm, I'm no, nothing going on. <laughs> nothing going on at all. <laughs> all right. All right. That's cool. Uh, I'm also uh pretty chilling. Um, what have I been up to recently? Uh, uh, Ryan and I had a friend of our friend of the show. Uh, E friend of ours stayed at our place for like a week through last week, so that's why I'm recording this episode so late before it comes or so early close to when it comes supposed to come out. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I had a, I had a lovely, uh, past, uh, week, um, hanging out with our, with, uh, friends, uh, going out places. We went and got ramen one last days, uh, and then, uh, last day before, uh, she left, um, we got all our friends together to watch the new, uh, the, the return of Better Call Saul, the final season, the second half just started airing again. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, no, spo- uh, I will not be spoiling the new episode, but, um, uh, Saul it, dies. A, that's yes. He's, he, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a good time to be a better call. Saul breaking bad Vince Gilligan universe head. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty fucking good. Um, other than that, uh, I don't know. Uh, I started reading, I started picking back up reading berserk again from when I, bought the first two of the like big thick physical editions mm-hmm. um and i gotta say berserk is really fucking good um i berserk is another one of those things where like i read it as like a young teenager um a little bit older than when i read it. this is like after my homestuck phase i got into berserk as part of like when I was a, a a teenager and I was like going on 4chan and stuff, and I was just trying to fill out my taste to be like correct to fit in with everybody else on 4chan. Yeah. Um. And so, like, of course, you have to read like you have to play the Metal Gear games. You have to read Berserk. Mm-hmm. You have to read JoJo. You have to read all of the things that are like you have to read like all the most homoerotic pieces of fiction that everyone claims are the straightest <laughs> things ever, basically. <laughs> um. But that's another here. Uh, I just want to shout like. I, when I was a kid and I read it, uh, a lot of what stuck with me was, like, the edginess of it. Like, everyone knows Berserk is this story that's, like, about, like, you know, the most badass guy ever and his fucked up life. Uh, everyone, I'm not going to get into, actually, I was going to say everyone knows this and that, but I was, but I realized it might be a little bit, uh, people, the, the standard set of Berserk spoilers is probably a lot smaller these days than it was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, the the point is that I was I've really been surprised by like and really enjoying how much it's just a uh, a story about people and like this poor kid who has had the toughest life and like him growing up and dealing with it on like an emotional level yeah um and it's really 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 good uh I I I just cannot recommend it enough um if if like blood and gore don't bother you is the caveat. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, shit's good. Um, I'm glad I've started reading things on paper again. Hell yeah. Give it up um, for reading. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to reading. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, my, my week can be summed up, uh, 
uh, my, my time since friends left can be summed up as I've been sitting around uh, doing nothing. <laughs> I feel um, that. I feel that. Uh, yeah. My week, I finished uh, season two of The Boys. Ooh. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, I ended up not doing the entire second half of the season in one night like I like I told you that I was going to, but uh, I, I finished it. Yeah. It was it was a lot. <laughs> uh but so, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh I guess I guess spoilers warning spoiler warnings for the boys season two. Um but uh yeah, uh how about all that fucking shit, huh? Uh you know, I was when when Stormfront as a character like came on screen and was like, Hi, I'm Stormfront. I was like, oh, like the like the Nazi forum, uh, mm-hmm. and I was immediately like, this character is going to be racist. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not expect uh, the extent of the name Stormfront and who she is as a character. Uh, that caught me off guard, but uh, yeah, oh, you you said spoiler warning. So the fact that that, that she's a Nazi, um, really interesting. Definitely in regards to, like, her interactions with Homelander. Uh-huh. Uh, the boys continues to does to do, like, really interesting commentary. And I th- uh-huh. I think the, the, the hyper-nationalist uh, wearing a literal American flag character having sex with literal Nazi <laughs> uh, <laughs> was... I don't know if it was too on the nose. It was good. It was good. Uh, I, I understood... Uh, I processed it. Um, yeah. I continue to not understand how people think Homelander is, like, the hero of the show. It's it's truly amazing, because, like, when I started watching it, I was thinking, like, you know, there's definitely a, a Homelander did nothing wrong contingency, but I'm really surprised at how large it seems to be Yeah, based on, like, I don't know, Twitter replies, which is not a good metric to gauge literally anything about the world. Yeah. Um, but... It is surprising. Um, yeah, I think that, like, the, the Stormfront stuff is really interesting because it's both... It, it, I both want to call it, like, a little... More than a little bit on the nose and, like, kind of stupid. I mean, she, the character is named after, like, the biggest Nazi website. But yeah. um, at the same time, I feel like it has, like, a very uh, coherent grasp on, like the activity of the far right uh, on the internet and how it has courted and historically courted uh, like the American acceptable quote unquote, the, the socially acceptable American, right? Yeah. Um, Cause like, I think that uh, it's, it's hmm, where did, where did it go from here? like the, the understanding of like the far right using internet memes and, like, the way that you can really easily affect people emotionally and, uh, shape their worldview through humor, um, and just warp them into, like, people who just become completely detached from reality. I think that it has a very good understanding of that. Yeah. That you don't really see that much, um, with older people. And I'll acknowledge that they could have reached a level of understanding by watching a couple of, like, leftist YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate seeing it in, like, a mainstream property, uh, and 
ultimately, I, I don't think that they got much wrong with it. Yeah, that uh, that that one sequence with the guy who who was like a Stormfront fan, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was it was it was almost like a like a like a short film in of itself. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like the it's like the pre-title sequence of one of the episodes, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. where he just slowly over time gets radicalized to the point where he thinks like the cashier at, at a convenience store might be a superhero, super super terrorist, super villain, mm-hmm. uh, and and kills him. Uh, it was a it was a very like well done sequence, uh, and it. It felt really detached from like other stuff that was going on, but it like it was good. Uh it was good commentary. Yeah, I also like just talking about that scene, I also wanted to shout them out for having the balls to do that. Yeah. Like that's uh that's not subject matter that you can get th- that, that's like that, that like the, for anybody who's listening who doesn't care about spoilers, like the the beginning of this episode opens with like you follow this random guy who's, like, detached from the story who we see is, like, a big fan of the Nazi superhero. Nobody knows he's a Nazi yet. Um, and, like, we follow him from, like, through, like, his daily routine of, like, going to call, like, seeing his mom goodbye, like, going to college, um, like, go spot by a convenience store, um, for his, like, his daily routine. And, like, you see, uh, over time, like, he becomes drawn into these groups online and, like, more and more of his thinking is just dominated by what he sees on his screens, like, what he sees online and, like, how it lines up with uh, the Fox News analog that his mom is always watching when he leaves uh, for school. And, like, you see this all come together and he becomes just this very fright, like, fearful person um, and ends up killing the cashier at the convenience store just out of fear. Um, And, yeah, like, it's a real analog to a thing that is happening... Um, a disturbing amount in America right now. Yeah. And I, I think it's, uh, I was surprised and like, I was surprised to see them tackle like that kind of thing at all. Uh, and I think they did it well too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's good. Uh, heavy, heavy recommendation. Uh, watch mm-hmm. the boys. Yeah. Season three just ended. Um, so you can marathon three seasons in a row if you're the kind of person that's into that. It's a great show. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that about covers it. The only other thing that happened online is that uh, this week uh, is that Homestuck was trending for three days and there were a lot of very annoying posts. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even see that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it I think it was like 10K tweets every day for like three days. Did something uh, happen? No, it was just... Uh, well, Sakon is this weekend. That's, like, the only thing that I could think uh, that could make it trend. But people were just, still, like, a, uh, it's surprising, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, people were just talking about Homestuck, and a lot of people posted their takes uh, about how people shouldn't read Homestuck, and it was very annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember we were tweeting about this. Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of just... S- soft transition this into being the episode because we don't really have a reading today yeah um i <laughs> leon's crying at me leon's again. going crazy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh the the post something of in question um that uh we were riffing on 
Uh, I won't. I don't want to call anyone out specifically, but um, yeah. The <laughs> without getting too much into specifics, um, there there was some annoying discourse uh, on the timeline that was really centered on like the uh, something you see a lot, I think. Uh, which is that people will, like, latch on to one specific little part of Homestuck, um, and just, like, refuse to accept that anything else ever happened, um, or get, like, weirdly defensive. People are really weird about Homestuck Online. This might come as a surprise to some of you. Um, and I don't know where I was going with this. Uh... Uh... I, 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 th- I think the main point is that it's just a little bit weird that people talk about Homestuck this way. Uh, because, like, under the main... I, when I first saw the post, I was like, okay, this is a harmless little meme. Epic troll. Epic troll, epic funny. Uh, but but then I, like, saw the replies, uh, and OP had, like, followed up and was like, yeah, guys, uh, also avoid the epilogues and, like, everything made after Homestuck, too, and they're all bad. And I was, I was like, man... Why you got a weird? <laughs> what a strange way to engage, like with and about media. Um, I saw like... I saw a really good post that was like, try and find someone who talks about something else the way that people talk about Homestuck, and it, and I think they're right. I can I cannot think of an instance where like if you mention something, you're... Steven Universe, maybe Steven Universe, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're. Well, I don't even see it with Steven Universe, where, like, if you mention it, like, your replies will be filled with, like, people being like, let it die. Let it die. G- g- give it up. Uh, like, yeah, right? It, it's just Homestuck. <laughs> I, I have had to, like, break mutuals, like, with people because they would not stop being annoying that I became a Homestuck fan again. Um, the, 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 it's a tortured road, everyone. I've made sacrifices. It's, I, I saw another good good post and and i i don't think people realize this but like homestuck is like a piece of literature it's not like just a funny little meme that we've all gathered around and are still just laughing at for like 10 years it's yeah, about we something can have a, we can have a conversation about its merits as a piece of literature but like it is really strange that people just want to like not talk about it it's it's a narrative it's about things it has characters <laughs> like what what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to talk about it Cause like, I find that perspective just so, so bizarre after having read the epilogues because it's just a fucking book. It's just a bunch of words on paper on your screen. Um, you can read it, you can enjoy it. You can not enjoy it. Um, but like this whole bizarre culture that's emerged around Homestuck, like, since it fell out of the, like, cultural relevancy, is, like, it just feels like everyone's, like, fucking ashamed that they laughed at something when they were a child. Um, It's so... There's no words for it, really. Yeah. Okay. And, and ma- okay, I'm, I'm on a soapbox here for a second. Okay, because, okay. Like, get up there. This is... I, I know that I am already, like, about as embarrassing as one can get about Homestuck. I have a podcast about it. Um, But, like, I don't know, like, I can remember very clearly when, like, I would talk about Homestuck to people who I knew who didn't give a shit about it, and I was definitely annoying as hell, because it was something I was really passionate about, and, like, okay, I was a kid. Yeah. 
I can enjoy it as an I can go back and enjoy it as an adult without shame. Um, like for Christ's sake, I tried to I explained a lot of Homestuck to like my dad. Like that's embarrassing. Um, if you can, I, I don't understand what the problem is. I just simply do not. Yeah. The the uh, the gist is. Well, I guess we're kind of preaching to the choir here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but listener, if 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 you love Homestuck and if you're if you're at this point in the podcast, uh, you probably do. Don't be ashamed of that. It's it's probably more cringe to be ashamed of it than than the other way around. I think it is more cringe. To, I, okay, okay. Like, just it, it, we're we're putting ourselves in a vacuum here. Like, okay, you. You, you you are at, like, a social gathering with, like, 15 of your closest friends, and uh, somebody to the table uh, to the left of you is like, oh, yeah, uh, I've been, um, I've been watching uh, Parks and Recreation, um, and, you know, me personally, I might say, like, oh, yeah, okay, like, I, I watched a bit of that show when I was younger, I, I've, I, I don't know if it held up that well, but, like, yeah, what do you think of it? Like, I would say something like that, like, and maybe that's cringy, but, you know, I'm offering my take on something. I don't know. But what would be far cringier, I think, would be if somebody was like, oh, don't watch that show. That show is so terrible. You should stop. Just let it die. And I, I just want everybody to consider, like, how what you're saying would be received, like, in real life before you start being weird about something. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, would, I would be fucking weirded out if somebody started, like, preaching to me that I shouldn't be watching a TV show or, like, playing a video game or, like, reading a, a book or, like, I don't know, yeah. reading a webcomic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, okay. And all that, all that said, um, the Homestuck Epilogues is just a book. It is. It is just a book. <laughs> I think it's great. I think everyone should read it. I think it's a great time. Um. So yeah, the epilogues. Okay, we're starting. We're, we're tra- we 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 started a while. Ago. Okay, we started we, a while ago. We, <laughs> so, hmm. I okay. Where to start? Uh, I want to start with with asking you a question. Sure. And, and, and I, I, I want I want your answer to this. Mm-hmm. What is an epilogue? What purpose does it serve? Uh, my default response is to uh, ruin what came before it, but uh, <laughs> that joke doesn't really land here, I don't think. Um, or maybe it does. Maybe it does. Um, the purpose of an epilogue, um, put me on the spot, is I would say to... Um, one, uh, cement the kind of ending that a story has. So you could have an epilogue, you could have a story end, like, kind of, you could have an epilogue set far after a story ends to establish, like, what happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the main example, like, the example like, I think it was, like, this is, like, the easy kind. It's, like, uh, let's take, like, Harry Potter, where, like, uh, okay, everything ended in a really not well thought out way. Uh, we're going to skip a couple years in the future to show that, uh, neoliberalism is perfect. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, that would be like my main answer. Um, I guess you could also use it to, you could use it to add ambiguity to a story, I guess, if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, an epilogue is something that the author includes not as a not as a direct continuation of a story, but as a way to uh, give some more context to the way the story ends, I right. guess is what I would... I guess, okay, that's my definition. So, would you agree that an epilogue is something entirely different from, like, just another chapter in the story? Um... I don't think it's entirely different, but I think that it is it is most certainly not the same thing. Okay. Let me let me restructure it a little. Let me let me use the example from like the the paragraphs that Hussey wrote about the epilogues themselves. Okay. Let's say you have a 50 chapter story. Mhm. Why let's say after those 50 chapters there's an epilogue. Why is it called an epilogue and not chapter 51? Because you want to set it aside in some way. The- right. Uh, it's easy answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, I, I would agree with that to, to, to set it aside somehow. Uh, there, there is a reason why the Homestuck epilogues are called the Homestuck epilogues. There's a reason why there's not a hyperlink at the end of Homestuck that leads directly into the epilogues. Th- yeah. There is a reason why Hussey's original concept was to have the epilogues be physical only and be be locked behind like going to the store or like ordering them and having a physical book transported to you mm-hmm. to have this secluded experience that is also in a completely different medium the 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 epilogues are not homestuck they're the epilogues mhm but I would say that they are. Well, I would say they are a. Um, they are a part of Homestuck for sure. Uh, well, I mean, yes, they 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 in some way follow up on the story. It's the same cast of characters, but it's not part of the comic. But it's not part of the comic. Yeah. 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 Um, I think people would probably be uh, advised to 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 consider that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, and I, that, that, I guess that challenges the way I've been thinking about it a bit too, because I have kind of shifted into this to, it's the, the easiest way to view it, which is like, this is just what happens after Homestuck. Like I'm, I'm reading what's happening to the characters afterwards. Um, the, I guess the next question is like, to to ask what the per- if we if we've established the purpose of an epilogue, like what is the purpose of the Homestuck epilogues? Well, what is the purpose of Homestuck itself? What 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 is Homestuck about? I I, I think we 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 talked a good deal about this in our Homestuck proper retrospective. Uh, uh, Homestuck is about how growing up is hard. Being a teenager is hard, and nobody understands. Yes. Uh that that is the the core theme of Homestuck, but but what else is Homestuck about? Uh, Homestuck is about a boy who plays a game with <laughs> a bunch of his friends. Okay, uh, the 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 path <laughs> that I've tried to lead you down. Homestuck is about storytelling. Uh, okay, I can agree with that. There 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 are many things in Homestuck proper that are about the nature of stories themselves. Uh, everything with the cherubs, um. 
Hussey flat out said that when he he came up with the intermissions, he really wanted to challenge what the concept of an intermission can be. Mm-hmm. So I think if if the if the epilogues are a true follow-up to Homestuck, it, it is probably safe to say that the Homestuck epilogues are also about what are epilogues and what do what purpose do they serve and what can they be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I can get that. Um So I guess then so yeah, the epilogues are their own little like addendum about the continued they're the epilogues are also about storytelling. Yes. Um and so the most like the 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 most like jarring like uh, obvious thing about the epilogues in terms of like storytelling is like you have uh they're they're two they're 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 told very differently. So like meat is uh an extremely extremely personal um story from the perspective of Dirk. Mm-hmm. Uh it's I, I was reading a bit I was I was reading a bit of the epilogues again to prepare. Um and the thing that really took me about like a lot of meat uh is like how emotional it is um like once the you have like the knowledge that dirk is narrating the whole thing um the constant tangents about uh jake um and general attitude of the narrator of the narration uh become like really really obvious became like really really obvious to me yeah um and the other side on the other hand candy is a uh more more impartial supposedly narrated story that at the end reminds you um both that anybody can tell a story uh, with the appearance of being a a um a proper narrator um and that uh people don't necessarily narrators don't necessarily have need to have the um the the, the reverence for a story that one would hope to uh, or any respect for it at all, for that matter. Yeah. Um. And it just uh, I'm I've been really I'm really tossing over my head like the implications of that on, like Calliope as a narrator or like the third person narrator in general because, uh, there's a part in the end of Candy where uh Calliope says something to the effect of like, uh, we can. For stories where the speaker never makes themselves known, we can just like regard these as uh, speakerless of of being impersonal. Um, but we have no real way of knowing if the speaker never makes themselves known. And the obviously this it's talking about uh, about Dirk, but I also I'm like to what degree can you also take that back and apply it to Calliope because we're like while Dirk is this insane egomaniac um who is only who views all of the other characters in the story just as playing pieces for his grand designs um Calliope is also like a a, a timeless alien uh who has uh I guess been established like just as kind of an avatar for the the concept of like uh, cherubs cherubs have a lot of significance I guess what I'm getting is like cherubs have a lot of significance with storytelling in, in Homestuck the comic yeah um 
and I find it a really, a really difficult thing to untangle with, like, how far back can you step before you have to stop stepping back? Um. Well. I don't know, I don't know, I was hoping you would say something. Well, how far can we step back? Uh, I guess, like, if we consider that, like, Calliope has her own agenda, um, like, what would that really amount to, I guess, would be the question. Like, if, if we want to approach this with the assumption that, uh, Calliope is, uh, just as nefarious as Dirk, um, like, where does that go? Like, what can we take, like, what can we use to support that? And, like, what can we glean from it? Um, and that's kind of where, like, I, I stop, because I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, w- w- how far, like, if, um, I was, I was saying, uh, Calliope, uh, if we, like, assume this, if, if we recognize the possibility that, like, Calliope is nefarious on the same level as Dirk, then, like, what does that mean for the story, and, like, what, like, what does that mean for the story? Um, and... I guess even to ask that question, we have to ask, like, we have to establish, like, why what Dirk's doing is bad. Um, and even that is, like, you know, kind of left up to the, like, all we have to go off of is Calliope saying that it's very bad, and us as readers being uh, unhappy with the way that he treats people. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's not just how he treats people, I mean, he... He, he directly, like, influences people and, he, and makes them feel a certain way. And we don't really... I don't think we really have a good idea of how much control exactly he has over people. But I think it's enough to say that, like, yeah, it, what he's actively doing is probably bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I guess if if we assume that the that um the bad in what Dirk is doing, I guess I'm being kind of de- a debate lord here. But like, <laughs> if we assume that what the bad in what Dirk is doing is that he's um like fucking with people and making them do things they wouldn't normally do and making them think things they wouldn't normally think, like we don't really have any insurance that Calliope isn't doing the same thing and that Candy isn't the, like ultimately all the same thing. And, and in fact, that like we have like an under we there's like. If we're to believe what Dirk says about uh, truth and stuff, then uh, Candy is, like, nothing but people doing what they normally wouldn't do. Yeah. Um, which then calls into question the whole concept of uh, the three pillars of canon and what canon actually means. Um, Correct. Uh, how do we feel about the three pillars of canon? I know we touched on them at the at the start of our coverage of the epilogues and we both agreed that they they were interesting and they they provided like an interesting way to like view different types of stories uh but how do you how do you feel about them as like a literal construct inside the world of homestuck yeah I, yeah like I, I like you said i think that they do have a lot of merit if just in discussing fiction uh as a reader but in terms of what they mean in the story um they really don't mean much it seems yeah because uh, and the, the the major thing to jump to is the whole part in candy when rose pulls john aside and is like hey i don't care about what's canon or not um who gives a shit but uh 
in this, all I know is that right now you've given me the chance to be happy and I have to thank you for that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, so the, 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 the thing about the pillars of Canon is that the, the way they're talked about, uh, the, the concept of dissipation of, of a timeline, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's clearly like an illusion or, or reference or whatever, I don't, whatever word I'm looking for to, to doomed timelines within Homestuck proper. Uh, but t- putting aside like the actual events of Candy, it seems like there's no actual repercussions of a timeline becoming non-canon. Because with, uh, l- l- hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. With, with Doom timelines in Homestuck, they they outright disappear after a certain amount mm-hmm. of time. Uh, because Doom timelines are like uh, an assurance by Skya or Paradox Space or whatever that like the true actual timeline exists and everything plays out correctly. Um. Right. But with the candy timeline, uh, the 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 fact that it has now become non-canon, uh, t- time has continued to flow, and and you can say, oh, time's flowing faster now. That could just be a product of how the story's being told to us. You yeah. c- you can say, oh, everyone's everyone's kind of shitty. Everything sucks in candy. But can't that just be the outcome of, like, the decisions of everyone who exists in Candy? Yeah. Uh, like, the, the concept of truth seems to have very little weight on the ground in the story. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and, 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 and this is where <laughs> I want to, to read uh, an excerpt from an essay that I read, like, a really long time ago. I really like this essay. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it it is called the Homestuck Epilogues. What the fuck? It's it's on archive of our own. It's by O Pacifica. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Yo, people are just posting academic essays on Ao3. Yes, um, that's fucking dope. And the the here's this paragraph that really like changed how I felt about uh the whole concept of like canonicity in mm-hmm. in the epilogues. Uh. If the text of Candy required some ARG level of involvement and digging to read, if Candy was hosted on a different website, if Candy was written in invisible ink over the text of meat and required you to hold a candle to the print version of the book to read it, I would buy the contention that on some level, it is not as true as meat, but it lives in the minds of those who read it in exactly the same way as meat via the exact same textual intermediary, and indeed, many people read it first. Some people stopped there. The, the 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 concept of truth and 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 the these other two pillars i don't think are supposed to be literal constructs that define the existence of a timeline i i think they are meant to be personal things that like the reader ascribes to what they're experiencing yeah. Because yeah. because there are very much 
like a very large handful of people who read Candy stop there, and that is their experience of the epilogues. Mm-hmm. That is their true experience of the epilogues. Yeah. And then there's also the fact that uh, stuff from meat just keeps falling into candy that we would argue is like pretty relevant. Uh, I, I I would say Vriska, <laughs> most important character in existence, landing in meat. I, I, landing, in, <laughs> landing in candy. Landing in candy. Uh, I feel like the trajectory of Vriska is probably a pretty relevant thing. One worth following, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think to your point as to the, the three pillars of canon kind of define uh, the personal experience is a, is a that's that's a good way to think of it. Um, because uh, it, it does strike me as silly on some level that to have a discussion about like what's canon in this book and not when it's all there. Yeah. Um, candy exists to be read and it is supposed to have some kind of effect on us reading it. Um, which gives it just as much legitimacy as meat in terms of it being a, a book that you pick up and read and you internalize the information in your brain space. Yes. Um, I think it's also interesting that, uh, and, and maybe this is getting a little bit, uh, a little bit flimsier, but um, the that the more like personal uh, or not personal, but the the more uh grounded kind of uh not quite satirical, but uh riding on reality enough to make it relatable to us as people living in twenty first century America, um, is the side that's like not that is allegedly not canon. Yeah. Um. Or, or is this the side that like is apparently devoid of truth? Um, th- there's some irony in there uh, that I, I am very certain is is not uh, accidental. Um, the yeah, I I think that what we're getting like I think that uh we can the epilogues can be viewed as a as a as a uh, companion piece for teaching us how to read a book, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, or not not just that, but um, a, a big part of it is challenging your reading comprehension by having this in, internal paradox. Um, and I, I think that maybe uh, the decision or the initial concept just put it on store shelves um, and not make it available online uh, may have been, like, Hussey's attempt to filter it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> like, ma- like, make sure that the internet discourse on it did not turn into what it is now. Um, because, yeah, this there is a lot worth discussing in this book. Um, and I think a lot of the merit of, most of the merit of it has very little to do with what happens in Homestuck. Like, the... I don't know. I really wonder, like, how much you could file off the serial numbers and this would stand on its own. Like, uh, how much you could remove any prior context we have for these characters and, like, what parts of the story would still, like, function and remain. Yeah. 
it, it's interesting that, that you say that. Uh, the 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 paragraph that I just just read the the author of that essay had never read Homestuck before, Holy and shit. and their first exposure to Homestuck was the epilogues. Uh, and I. Listeners, uh, I'm talking to you as well. I really recommend going and reading this essay because it 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 provides a really interesting view because they 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 just saw people on their timeline talking about the epilogues and just read the epilogues and then Shad. read Homestuck afterwards. No, they they said that it actually like improved their experience of Homestuck, like mm-hmm. like knowing the potential of like where the characters could go from Homestuck proper, they they said that they had, like, a really enhanced experience. I suppose that that does solve the kind of inherent barrier of, like, what the fuck, why is this kid just dicking around with data structures? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... I don't know if, like, I would... I, I don't know if I would recommend that as your experience, but, like, I, I think that one of the things that really frustrates me, um, especially now about, uh... People who are like, oh, don't read Homestuck. It's bad. Um, is it like this is just a really interesting book? And, like, I don't give a fuck like what your attachment is to like any of these characters. Like, I think that regardless, there's a lot of value here. Yeah. Um, and it really pisses me off that a lot of the discussion and like uh, a lot of like the popular opinion on it like revolves around how it treats like homestuck characters um because i i just i i'm sorry but i just don't think it matters that much i just i I don't think that my enjoyment of homestuck is going to be affected that much in the end by how much the epilogues wants to tell me about how dave is gay or like how uh like like anything in it I, i i've seen a lot of people have the take of like the homestuck epilogues ruined homestuck for me and it's it's like why 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 does this follow-up material completely disconnected and its own thing shape your opinion of homestuck itself computer disease computer disease (laughs) computer disease okay i are you i can't remember you're not a star wars guy are you um I think the original trilogy is pretty good. Okay. Uh, I have you I've, seen I've, the sequel I've... movies? I have. Okay. I have. Okay. The the Rise of Skywalker might be the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I I will agree with that. I I that's the only movie that's ever made me like shout in a theater. And I felt like I was watching like a four hour long baby sensory video. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Just so I can clear things up, I am a I'm a last Jedi enjoyer. I, I think it's the best of the sequel movies. I think it, it it's... A, I would agree. I think it's a contender of maybe one of the best Star Wars movies. Maybe. I'd have to really put some thought into it. But I really... I could say that it makes top four. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but the way people reacted to the epilogues really reminds me of, of how people reacted to The Last Jedi. To the point where, like, I, I think I think one of the most fascinating things about the Last Jedi is the there was a uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, thing that people sign uh, petition petition uh, there was there was a petition 
that got a very, very large amount of signatures where people were begging Disney to decanonize The Last Jedi and anything that followed it. And and there was a similar thing where the epilogues already play with the concept of canon. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the epilogues themselves already give people an out to be like, yeah, I don't believe this happened. Uh, Extremely easily. You can just read it and then be like, I didn't like that. I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't have any power over you. So many people have this take that because, because Hussey's name is attached to it, because it was put out by What Pumpkin, that there is an obligation for, for people to believe that this is the thing that happened. This is the one true path of the epilogues. There's no other way. And it just drives people insane. <laughs> and I, I don't understand why people engage with media like that. Because, like, I f- you, can just, you can just pretend it doesn't exist. If if there's some fan comic like like Act Eight or Act Omega, and four chords, four chords. By God, if four chords is your one true ideal, this is how Homestuck played out. Just believe it. Just that could be it for you. Just believe it. <laughs> I th- I think that um I, I want to hop off this like or jump off like not in like um yeah I, I think that like not only is it uh important to like establish and remind yourself that uh you are the master of your own uh what books you care about um but also like I find that a really odd line of of thinking in that uh. The, the the desire to have, like, an authority figure canonize or decanonize parts of a franchise that uh, you have personal issues with, um, that's a really, I don't know, I find it a really, really odd way to to want your things to be constructed. Um, and it probably just comes from not having thought it through very deeply. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the notion of, like, uh, if, if Andrew Hussey came out tomorrow and said, like, the epilogues are not canon, uh, that would not, that would affect the way that I view whatever, like, whatever is down the line, but, like, it doesn't change the fact that the epilogues were written and published and exist, and you can yes. read them. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess the point is that, uh, things that exist, uh, continue to exist, um, and... Ultimately, it's really up to you whether you want to, like, how you want to rationalize that. But the, the, the truth is that The Rise of Skywalker, or The Last Jedi, was made. Um, and somebody out there thought, it'd be, uh, thought it, that it would be a, a cool twist if the main character of a Star Wars movie was not, like, uh, uh, the chosen one um, with, the, with the hero's royal blood. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Like, you can... You can like that or you can not like that but it's a thing that exists and i personally think that it's a cool thing to consider yeah um and i guess uh before we before we move on to the the, our next topic um uh 
I'll let you have the last one this as well, but my my last uh, word on the epilogues is like, oh my fucking god, I'm so glad I don't have to play centrist anymore. I am <laughs> I regret all of those hours I've spent through the course of the first uh, 98 episodes of this show being like, if you don't like the epilogues that like it would like alluding to the conference like, fuck it like these are fantastic. Grow up. I don't give a yeah. shit. Um, uh, I, I I'm glad I don't have to play. Uh, Devil's Advocate for like, what if the epilogues are 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 a sin from hell? They're for they're fucking great. It's a great addition to Homestuck, um, and I I think everyone who likes Homestuck should read them, and that goes for anybody who read Homestuck years ago and uh, has not thought about it since, because it is a it's it's a it's a really good book. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I I love the epilogues so much. They do so many interesting things that I've never seen elsewhere. Uh, like, like I said, uh, a while ago, I don't even remember when I said it, uh, it, one of the most fascinating parts of the epilogues is, is when I came out of the, the like 12 hour long hold up in my dorm room reading the epilogues. state. Yeah. Um, when, when I came out and I logged on to twitter.com and I saw so many people like angry. And, and we're like, this didn't need to exist. And I was just sitting there like, I don't know. I thought they were cool. <laughs> it, it was weird because I, 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 I always bring this up when, when I, when I, when Homestuck itself finished, there were so many people that were like, this was the worst conceivable ending for Homestuck. Mm-hmm. And, and. There were just so many complaints about it, and I, I just continued to sit there and be like, I don't know, I thought it was cool. Like, I don't agree, but, like, you can, you're entitled to that perspective. Yeah, you can, you can not like something. Uh, but then to, like, years later, see people who, in the fandom, had said prior that they have been around, and, and I, like, they were there when it ended. They were there when Homestuck ended. And have like had like said their takes in the past about how they were not fans of the ending, to like turn around and be like, the ending was perfect. The 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 epilogues have now ruined my perfect ending of of Homestuck. It <laughs> it's so weird how people have reacted to the epilogues. I don't get it. The people on the internet just want to be mad, dude. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I guess, like, the other thing, um, and I don't know, maybe I'm just not 16 anymore, but I just don't understand what in this book is, like, that objectionable. Like, I don't understand why, like, I don't, I feel like I just read a book for, like, grown-ups. Yeah. Like, I don't know. did, Did this all happen because a lot of children who had never read a book before and, like, never, like, engaged with darker or like more mature uh personal or sexual subject matter like had their first brush with it and they were like this is not family friendly i'm gonna go tweet about it i know uh i know there were a good many younger people uh who like 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 probably like 14 15 uh who who's who okay like, let me I do words. not know if I would recommend this book to a fifteen-year-old. I would not recommend this book to a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> uh, but there were like a like 
all I know is really the Twitter Homestuck fandom. I don't, I don't, I don't dwell on Reddit. I don't, I don't go on Co because I care for my brain. Uh, <laughs> uh, d- there was definitely like a boom in younger people, like between Homestuck ending and the epilogues coming out. Yeah. Uh, at least on Twitter. Uh, so I, I think that may be a factor. Uh, but I wasn't like personally checking everyone's profile to see if it said underage in bio if they posted a bad epilogue day. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 sh- I should be I should be I should be thankful that you weren't doing that. Yeah. Um. Um. What, what was I? What was I gonna say? <laughs> Apologies to any younger listeners. Um, Sorry, younger listeners. Uh. <laughs> but I I definitely feel like the 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 epilogues came out at like the perfect time. Uh, and it definitely feels like it knows what its audience its its audience is. Uh, yeah. Because being being the same age as John Egbert, with around the same age, maybe like a year or two off, uh, year mm-hmm. off. Um, and 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 watching John go through like similar life events, dealing with similar things. Maybe not fighting Lord English, but definitely like depression and growing up. Uh, the, the grounded elements. Of yeah, the story. yeah, the grounded elements of the story. Uh, I think that's aside from all the cool like meta stuff. Uh, I think that aspect of the story is probably my favorite part of it. Because, uh, uh, like I said last episode, the, I think the epilogues came out at a point when I probably needed them. Uh, and they dealt with a lot of stuff. It was interesting to see characters that I cared about deal with adult things in a a shitty fake world that they created. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, it was, it's interesting. It's it's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Sorry, kids. This one's not for you. (laughs) Man. I, I, I got nothing to say. If you're 14, 15, listen along at this point, like, I can't stop you. I don't know if I would have recommended, but, uh, you know, sure. Don't, don't tell me about it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I, 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 I think it definitely, we've been talking a lot about, like, the meta aspects of it, but I, it, it does also just deserve a lot of, uh, kudos for it being a story about the, the relatability of it being a story about John growing up in this shitty fake world where everything's falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, 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 I think that's probably a good point to stop on the epilogues. Um, wait, wait, I forgot one, uh, one other thing. Okay. Uh, rolling all the way back to the beginning of the epilogues. How do you feel about the, uh, the, the, words uh the the like fan fiction like opening like framing of it at the beginning how do you feel about that now i think it's hilarious um i still think it's hilarious um i don't have a i i truth be told i did not think about it much when i was trying to put it all together in my head so i i i don't know how would i would uh chunk it together with the rest of it um, but I, I think that, uh, the, the framing of it as, like, a, 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 a piece of fan fiction, um, is, if nothing else, 
uh, a reminder of how seriously you should take it. Yeah. Um, and that is as seriously as you would like to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, we had another topic today. No, one other question. I'm not done Holy yet. We're, we're still on the epilogues, okay? John, oh my god. We're gonna... Uh, we're, keep, 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 this, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. This, this is my, my transitioning thing. This is, this is how I plan to transition into the next thing. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Paired with the fanfiction framing, how do you feel about the fact that Hussey's not the only author? Um, I am completely neutral on it. Uh, many things I love have been authored and co-authored and written and directed and co-directed and co-written by many different people. Well, the 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 existence of a, a singular author for things is not something that I really care about. Well, it's a good thing you don't care about it, but shame shame on you for not caring about it, <laughs> uh, because Hussey did do this on purpose. Uh, it, it is framed as fan fiction on purpose. Hussey is not the lone author on purpose. Uh, and I guess, I guess the other recommended reading for like side content that I have is, uh, to, to you and to the listeners. Um, there is, there, there was an episode of, uh, I don't want to say rival podcast. I'd probably be bad in bad taste since they're not a podcast anymore. Fellow, uh, 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 uh. other Homestuck podcast, uh, the, that used to be the big one that is no longer in production. Perfectly generic podcast. Uh, they the episode that they released after the epilogues, Hussey submitted like a a kind of lengthy like this is my intentions with the epilogues thing. It's it's a couple paragraphs. It's it's very long winded because it's Hussey. Uh, but I think the the important segment right now, which I will now read, uh, is uh, Hussey says. By develop, I'm already fucked up. Uh, by deploying it as mock fan fiction and including other authors, I'm making an overt gesture that is beginning to diminish my relevance as the sole author- authority on the direction the story takes. What should be regarded as canon, and even introducing some ambiguity into your understanding of what canon means as the torch is being passed into a realm governed by fan desires. If the F. If the epilogues really proved to be the bridge media they were designed to feel like, then I expect this trend to continue. The fanfiction format is effectively a call to action for another generation of creators to imagine different outcomes, to submit their own work within the universe, to extend what happens beyond the epilogues, or to pave over them with their own ideas. And I believe the direness and tone and some of the subject matter suitably contributes to the urgency of this call to action. That is part of Hussey's view on the epilogues. Okay. Okay. Fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Um, I it, it makes makes sense to me. Um, I think the thing. Well, my response to that uh, would be that like, ultimately, you could see this as uh, what happens anytime like a sole creator like relinquishes complete control over his creation right um like i don't know uh you could view um 
I don't know. Uh, Dark Souls 3 had more people working on it than Dark Souls 1. Uh, but it was, like, the same director, but there was a bigger team involved in the creation, like, the creative direction of it. Does that mean yeah. that, like, does that make uh, Dark Souls 3 fan fiction of Dark Souls 1? I think that you could make an argument for that if you were to look at it through this lens. And certainly if you were to play it, it feels like it sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that the the framing of something as fan fiction um, is a very uniquely online thing uh, when it's... Like what what we think of as as fan fiction, or like what Hussey's describing as passing the torch to uh, another generation, uh, strikes me as like a very kind of uh, like a a formalized uh, a, a formalized way of doing something that is just very common and has been done as long as we've as long as like stories have been told through oral tradition. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. So, continue. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> I thought you're transitioning to our next topic. Our, our next topic. Okay. You want me to transition to our next topic? Um, yes. Hussey's Hussey's desire, uh, for the future of Homestuck to be shaped more by fan authority, uh, brings us to August 2019. The, the most grand event in all of Homestuck history. Hussey threw some okay. candy in a cave and told people to find it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Toblerones. Uh, how much have you heard about the Toblerone events? Um, I can just say everything I know about them. Okay. So okay. what I know about the Toblerones is that uh, they were a, a mystical fetch quest orchestrated by Hussey. Um, and whoever found them would have the power to, like, make anything they wanted in Homestuck real. Yes. Uh, and the main one that I know of is the uh, canonizing that at some point uh, John comes out as June. Yes. Um, and I know that that caused a big kerfuffle. And when we started this whole project, it was like a very big point of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a much bigger point of contention than it ended up being. Or then, well... You can go ahead. That's all. Uh, it's it's worth noting that prior to the the uh, the to the Tobleroning, uh, June Egbert as a concept had been like discussed pretty heavily. I guess heavily would be a good word way to put it. Uh, on Twitter, I don't know about other spaces, but I had seen uh, June Egbert talk post epilogues pre Toblerone. Uh, and, uh, uh, I think it was Aisha, uh, of What Pumpkin, who, mm -hmm. who said that Hussey was just already a fan of the concept of June Egbert and see, probably had intentions to implement June Egbert at some point in the future anyway. Uh, -huh. uh, but but during the first Toblerone drop, you're, you're, you're right. That's the first major event. Uh, someone on Twitter said, thank you all. Having proven myself both conscientious and invested, I declare June Egbert real, the direction of the will of the fans at Hussey. Take note. And then God himself responded to the tweet and said, you were the first to find my treasure. And so it will be done. Uh, and thus is the, the kickstart of the idea that the Toblerones 
have the power to shape canon themselves. Uh, there, there were other Toblerone drops. Uh, the first one was in Point Lobos, California. Uh, there were 20 Toblerones uh, during that drop. Uh, then there was another drop in San Luis Obispo, Obispo, California. Don't uh, ask me. Uh, those, uh, there were only two Toblerones at that one, and they were, uh, apparently, like, not enough people showed up during the drop of the, the initial one that, like, people took multiple and said that, like, yeah, I'm gonna plant some of these elsewhere for other fans to find. Uh, the second drop was planted, was two planted by someone from the first drop. Uh, the third drop, uh, was another personal hussy drop, and that was in Taiwan. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Hussey planted three Toblerones there. Uh, and then another one, another personal uh, uh, Hussey drop happened in Seoul, South Korea, uh, in, in which Hussey dropped five Toblerones and 20 character sketches. I think it was the 12 trolls and the eight kids. Whoa. Uh, uh, the next drop... Uh, uh, someone from a previous drop, uh, I think, also picked up multiple uh, and dropped one in Japan. And then the last one. Wait, no, this isn't a drop. This isn't a drop. Okay, that was the last drop. The last drop happened in Japan. Okay. Uh, well, there was an there was another drop technically, but that like ties into like Homestuck Squared, and I don't feel like talking about that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Multiple wishes have been made. Uh, multiple people have also not come forward and said that they have made a wish. Uh, so there's a lot of Toblerones out there. People were instructed to like email Hussey and, and mm-hmm. like personally place a wish in his e- email inbox. Uh, but the, 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 the intent was not for it to be public. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 the big public one was June Egbert. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am now just going to read through all of the wishes and whether they have come into effect or not. Okay. Uh, one wish. Uh, Roxy is revealed to be a Donkey Kong Country fan. Uh, this one has not taken effect yet. <laughs> For shame. Uh, the next one. Uh, Vriska is revealed to be a trans woman in future content. We that one has come into effect, and we will talk about that when we get to Pester uh, Quest. Uh, I was gonna say I know that that's like a thing now. Yeah. Um. Hussy dro- or is a thing in Pester. What? Sorry. Go ahead. Or is a thing in Pester Quest. I, we just yeah. spent so long talking about like digesting things on their own, I, and I yeah. just was like, oh yeah, that's like all Vriska is now. Like Vriska is now that. Yeah. Through all Homestuck yeah. content. <laughs> uh. The the next wish uh was. Hussey draws fan art for the fan venture House of Dirk. And this one has come into effect. I'll 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 send you the the art here. This is the Hussey art. This is a great Hussey original. Uh the next one. Uh Fan is considered as a writer for a future official product. Project, excuse me. Uh someone so someone flat out wished, hey, let me let me let me be on the writing team. Uh, that is ballsy. It is ballsy. Uh, th- th- this is not coming to effect though because uh, uh, Homestuck doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, next wish. Uh, 
uh, more post-retcon meteor scenes. Which I do think is an interesting one, because we did we, we did not get a lot of scenes on the meteor post-retcon. That, yeah, that is true. That is, that is a bit of a black hole in the comic. Uh, se- seemingly no effect. Um, next one. Fans fan troll is put in hive swap. <laughs> that one, the, the classic. That that one is a classic. That one did happen. Uh, this person's fan troll appears on some advertising in in High Swap Act Two. Nice. Um, more. I hope their fan troll was treated a little bit better than the fan trolls in the Homestuck comic. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean they're on a billboard. You can't really do much to a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next wish was more handmade content. Uh, handmade, handmade, <laughs> uh, a like handmade, like like Hussy Druid or handmade, like it, the character. No, the handmade. <laughs> like that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. Uh, the the next one is a was a pretty big wish. Uh, uh, the the lead moderator admin. I don't know Reddit lingo. Uh, Mister Homestuck Reddit himself got a Toblerone, and he wished for. An attempt to to bring back an archive of the MSPA forums, and Hussey, we know how that played out. This is this is like when, like the information came out that like everything was gone. Yeah, we uh, talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, uh, considering the, I I I can't remember if this counted as an actual wish being made or. Because this this Toblerone did get passed off. This was the one that was dropped in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that was then like turned into another wish or or not. Um, the next wish was Hussy draw Dave Petta, Dirk, and Dave with no shades on. And here here is that one. It's it's horrible content. Good heavens. <laughs> Uh, shout-outs to Dave Petta with no shades on. Dave Petta with no shades on is a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much I can look at this. Um, the next one uh, was for Gamzee to be drawn in a traditional Korean Hanbok outfit. And this wasn't done by Hussey. I, I, I don't know if you had to, like, specify that Hussey needed to draw it, but this was... Uh, this was drawn by Vintage Foods, who worked on Pester Quest. It, it was it was in the the files of of Gamzee and the Handbok. Holy shit! Uh, and that's all the wishes that we know of. I I, I suppose that we will 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 collect these somehow in the coming of the episode. Yeah, um, I think it's funny how these range between like draw a character and then like employ me <laughs> give me a job yeah shout out to shout out to whoever that was i think i think it just goes to show what the the range in what fans want is mm-hmm. like like in the face of being presented with oh wait no i wait 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 there was one more wish uh the la- the last wish was for hussy to ascend a south uh, hussy to attend a south korean homestuck meetup uh, which, no effect because COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but well, I, 
I think I think the Tobalorns are interesting because they really are a testament to like what fans want and expect. Uh, mm. Because if I don't know what I would do if I were given the option to wish for anything to be done to Homestuck. Put a radio back in the comic. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, although, like for real though, I agree. I don't know what I. I don't know if I would be comfortable saying like do this thing. I I think I might also default to like give me a goofy piece of fan art I would like to I I can I can have for my own yeah, uh because I I believe Hussey when he says that it could be anything, like mm-hmm. if if like if somebody out there wished for, well never mind that's that's basically what happens at Hope's Dark Squared never mind never mind if 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 somebody wished for like like horrible things to happen to a specific ship, I believe mm. that it would be implemented. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, I, I, I don't think that Hussey is fucking around uh, with the Toblerones. It's 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 too much of a Hussey thing to do. Yeah. Um, and it's fitting considering that Homestuck started with like the fans saying what would happen next. So, I, 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 I think it's cool to you know bring it back around into being like uh, uh, a, uh, um. A spiritual successor of sorts to the suggestion box thread. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's certainly a, a a bold thing to do. Um, like, I know I, I said the, like, yeah, it, things being passed on to the fans is like a very, just kind of what happens as time moves onward and media properties persist. Yeah. Um, but like... The that is a that is, it is it is truly a bold thing to just be like all right if you can find this if you can complete this uh treasure hunt you get to just tell me what to do with the story next uh no hold barred um yeah and it makes me interested in uh if there's ever any post Toblerone content um or is is Pastor Cross post Toblerone uh. No, uh, okay. I think the first ad, not ad, the first teaser for Pastor Quest was, I think, in May of 2019, and then it started in, like, July, I think. So it was, like, done by that point, or, like, it, no, it was going, it was done. going. It was, it was, uh, it was, a, yeah. it was, like, I think every two weeks a new volume came out, so, yeah, there were a couple out already by the time... Uh, the the first Toblerone happened. Actually, let me double check mm-hmm. that. When did Pastor it, Quest it, come out? It, it sounds unlikely that the Toblerone. I was wrong. Were... <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, Pastor Quest started after the Toblerones. Uh, How long after? Uh, September fourth. So there's a so so okay, and the Toblerones were. August? Yeah, August 25th was the first drop. <sighs> no, nah. The, 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 that shit is separate. So yeah, I, I that does make me interested to like see where things go from there and like just the, the future of the future of Homestuck uh, post uh, Homestuck dying unfortunately, I guess. Rip. Um, yeah, it's it's a cool thing to do. I like the idea of it. Um, I 
I there's definitely some danger there, right? Because in opening it up to everybody who like to the fans, you open yourself up to the people who like might be so terminally online they're like, oh, I can get to ruin the comic like this. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there was somebody who already did do that. Uh, just in private correspondence with Hussey. So I'm very interested to see like where things go. And I guess the other part of it that I really, really like is the intent to keep it private. Um, I think that uh, you invite uh, I feel bad for the the person who like publicly called for June Egbert because like that's gonna in the future if that ever happens down the line if Homestuck continues and that content comes out in the future like that person is probably going to receive some backlash online because people on the computer are freaks. Um, and I I it feels kind of bad that uh, to, to me personally that um it didn't get to be like fully uh private in what people got to like people sway over what happened in the future of yeah. the comic yeah. because you you open yourself up to a lot of like uh speculation like very um low grade discussion of like just playing the blame game of like who uh is the comic ruined because of uh because of Hussey or because of somebody else when like it doesn't matter um I think really that this episode boils down to I wish that people on, on Twitter were less stupid about Homestuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? Uh, um, I guess we can leave off on the note of the the one thing we're never going to actually cover since it kind of ties into Toberon's. I... I I changed my mind. I was originally was going to talk about it. There, there was technically one final drop that that mm-hmm. happened that that was technically separate from Toblerone's, but I think it's still important. Okay. Um. The there was a lot of other stuff going on outside of like f- just regular fandom shit, and also the Toblerone's. Uh. Mm-hmm. The there 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 was inklings of the fact that that something was on the horizon. Uh, that that thing ended up being uh, Homestuck Two. Uh, God rest her soul. Uh-huh. Um, the the uh, uh, other podcast, uh, perfectly generic podcast. Uh, main host Kate. Uh, uh-huh. she she disappeared from Twitter for like a good while. Uh, and she said that her next post would be fourteen characters long. And people people wondered what it could possibly be. What could she be involved in? Um, and then uh, I, I forget how exactly it played out. I know there was a live, perfectly generically podcast, perfectly generic podcast recording in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And then some someone posted something somewhere about. A, a, another hussy drop happening or something along those lines. Um, and a box was found and as, as a, a opposed to all the candy that people were finding at the time on, on the night of October 24th, 2019, uh, a day before the funny, funny number, uh, inside this box was a, a meat bar. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let me let me show you this. <laughs> uh, if it'll say, like, uh, there was a meat bar. <laughs> that is indeed a one hundred percent grass fed beef used. Gluten-free, 9 grams protein, beef, uh, apple uncured bacon bar. Yeah, epic bar. Uh, and alongside this bar was a note that read, Hello, we represent a small faction of radicals who, ha- who have seized control of the narrative. Inside this box is not the wish-fulfilling candy of an e-boy. This is the salted meat of cold, hard canonicity. And it was signed by Aisha, Kate, and Lalo, uh, another What Pumpkin member. Uh, and then the very next day, the 14 character tweet happened, and it was homestuck2.com. And everyone went crazy. I went crazy. It was a great day on the timeline. I was excited. And then Homestuck 2 happened. And uh, we all know what happened from there. <laughs> But we're not going to talk about that until it's done one day. Yeah. Uh, I guess while we're here, uh, one of the, the, by far uh, the most requested thing we talk about is when are you going to talk about Homestuck 2 or like, are you going to talk about Homestuck 2? Um, And every time I have to say, uh, probably not for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about something that's incomplete either, especially when, it's ended on such uh such a on such a sour note. Yeah. Um or been left at such a sour note. Uh but I at some point down the line, uh if it becomes abundantly clear that like it's never going to happen, um I could see us talking about it. But uh I think uh for the time being you're gonna have to make do with the promise that uh if that shit ever gets finished, we'll come back and do it. Yeah. I have hope. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think Hussey believes in his story. I think he believes in the people that he hired to, to tell the story of Homestuck 2. Uh, and whatever billions of dollars Hussey is hiding from us, I, I believe is actually truly funding Homestuck 2. And it will, it will be real one day. One day we will all wake up and there will be a a post that says update and it's spelled with an eight and we'll all go crazy. We can only hope we get to relive those. (laughs) We get to relive that moment one more time. Well, um, I, I struggle to think of a place where we can take it from here. Um, Uh, that's it. I mean, we, 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 we've properly left Canon. We've, we've talked about the epilogues. We've talked about how fans can shape the future. I mean, what what's, what's left to talk about? We did it. We uh, we completed the epilogues. We did. We sure did. I'm very happy that I read them. They're they were good. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Do you want to wrap this one up? Sure. Okay. Um. I am deliberate. Okay, so I am deliberately not asking you what we are reading next week because uh, next episode is our hundredth, and it will be a surprise. Uh, so look forward to that. Big surprise. We're not telling you. Um, We're telling nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, John. Do you want to thank our patrons? I would love to. 
shout outs to the big 11. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order this time just to switch it up. It's going to get, whoa, (laughs) it's crazy in here. Uh, So shout outs to the big 11. Darsh, Ina E, Corin, Simon Martins, Gareth F, Caffeine, Danny, Amber M, Tezrak, Mel, and then Poof the 27th, which is your job. Uh, shout out Poof the 27th. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. To, yeah, thank you so much to our patrons. Um, if you would like to uh, give us your money, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash hpcast uh, and uh, deposit it there. Uh, you can get uh, epic perks such as um, getting the episodes a little bit early, uh, having us read your page, having us read your patron names, uh, uh, a feature that has been advertised for a long time, but uh, just now implemented is that I can also read the patron names if you would like me to. So that's crazy. Um, or besides that, uh, or okay, patreon.com slash HPcast. Uh, besides that, um, I would like to also shout out uh, all of our listeners in general. Uh, thank you guys all so much. It means a lot that we have uh, people following. Um, and uh, I am really glad that uh, I'm really glad that uh, anybody stuck around to listen to what I thought about the Homestuck epilogues. I had a lot of thoughts on them. They're 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 good. It's the only thing people cared um, about is your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the one talking here. <laughs> John, 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 John. Thanks you all too. Uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh, I was gonna show the Discord. Yeah, if you would like to uh, get in on the discussion, um, or just come say hi, uh, you can check out uh, our Discord server. It is in our Twitter uh bio, I believe. Please get in here. I I put so much work into restructuring it. Yeah, we're we, we're getting we're, there's like people trickling in still. Uh, it's it's good, always good to see. Uh, and we did recently refresh it so that the rules are real and not like a bunch of weird tasteless in jokes from years ago. Politics Tavros. <laughs> <laughs> Politics Tavros is important. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, come check us out. Um, come say hi if you feel so inclined. Um, our third shout out, uh, as always, goes to the incredible uh, Alex, our artist and editor. Um, no, there is no HP cast without Alex. Uh, and he honestly does all the work around here. So shout out to Alex. Thank you so much. Um, and with that, uh, we will see you again, uh, next week, uh, for our hundredth episode mystery special. Uh, see you then guys. See ya.